0: This is the second taped interview with Audrey James in a home in Perth, Western Australia on the 24th of the 8th, 2005 for the Cottesloe, Mosman Park and Peppermint Grove Oral History Project. And the interviewer is John Bannister. Audrey, you were talking yesterday about Miss Annie's. Could we talk a little bit more about Miss Annie's? I understand you would be there for two years.
1: Yes. Uh, I was 12 when we first went there, and um, almost 14 and a half by the time I left. And I understand
0: that Miss Annie was disappointed when you left.
1: Yes, furious. We were all sitting round the lunch table, and she said, Miss Brooking, the woman who taught French, was there also. And Miss Annie said, and we are losing Audrey and Pat. And she said, these fools of parents who drag their children away from school. So I got up from the lunch table, and I was only 14. And I grabbed my sister by the hand, and I said, we are leaving. So I was so furious to have her call my parents fools. I reacted. Uh, Miss Annie really was furious we left, because we were boarding and there were very few boarders. Dickie Padbury was one of the boarders from uh, Guildford, the
0: Let's talk about the daily routine at Miss Annie's. You mentioned sitting around a lunch table, it sounds very civilised to me.
1: Well, we all lunched the boarders lunched together at one big table because there were only um, about five or seven of us. It was a big table and Miss Annie stayed, sat at the top and dished out the food, which incidentally we used to have to walk down to the Cottesloe railway station and collect from the train sacks of meat and veggies and fruit, which came down from the Wellington Street markets. Um, the Borders, it was an exercise in the evening for the boarders, and poor Miss Glasgow, the only mistress there was in the school, besides Miss Annie, uh, used to walk the boarders down, and we all came back dragging sacks of food. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about um, the daily routine. When would it begin? And then the classes that you can recall and how it would end?
1: Well, it began always with exercise first. And then there were prayers. This is when the school started. Our day began, of course, with getting up and getting dressed and breakfast and making your bed and tidying your room, etc. The school began with exercise first, then prayers, and then the various children disappeared, either one side of the partition or the other. Small children or seniors. And Miss Annie took the smaller ones different stages, different classes, there might be three different stages rather. and Miss Glasgow had the top lot. I started on Miss Annie's side but then soon went to Miss Glasgow. What
0: was she like as a teacher?
1: Well, very interesting but sometimes quite round the bend and we were always amused at what she might be wearing because she just seemed to put on one dress over another or... Really, it was quite incredible.
0: (laughs) You tell a story about her sending letters back to a friend of yours.
1: Oh, well, my boyfriend, Dick Burt, was at Guildford Grammar School and he used to write to me. And Miss Annie never even showed me the letter, but she sent them all back in a terrible-looking envelope, and poor Dick was so embarrassed, this large envelope with unopened letters spilling out on the floor at Guildford Grammar. Mm. Um, And Miss Annie insisted on reading all our letters to our parents, So it was not easy uh, to complain about anything in the school. Mm. We did a lot of play acting and things under Miss Annie's jurisdiction. We did lots of um, Shakespeare, The Fools and the Fairies. I was Titania, I remember, in that, and my sister was Puck. Uh and also um various sketches and it it was great play acting time but we also were very strong on French. Miss Annie insisted that ceci est la maison que Jean to I can remember the books and we had to read French. We also learned a lot about literature uh, because she was very keen about books and poetry and um, as far as mathematics went um, I don't remember much about that. I was never very good at trains leaving stations and (laughs) how long it took at certain times, but, um, and Miss Glasgow was a brilliant teacher when we got to her. Um, As I say, all the subjects, other subjects that ladies were supposed to be capable of performing were taught by experts of uh, dancing and music and elocution and What were
0: your favourite classes?
1: Well, I loved the um, elocution and the poetry and the literature. Uh, Mathematics was never a strong subject of mine. But later on I did take physics and geometry. I have a very factual mind and I can always work out facts if something, two things together equal so and so. I can find out uh, the Y's, you know. If so, A plus B plus C equals X, will you find Y's somewhere? Yeah. No. But uh, in fact, in my uh, mathematics exam at Loretto, I did most of the sums uh, by uh, algebra. Uh, but... Uh, we
0: can talk about Loretto, but the favourite subjects at, at Miss Annie's...
1: To me, uh, was on the um, artistic side, yes.
0: Was there a, a strong emphasis? It sounds to me as though there might have been, a strong emphasis on the artistic.
1: Yes, yes, there was. And not much emphasis on anyone ever learning to to earn their own living neither none of us expected to or were expected to, but that was I was only fourteen then that was young time
0: I wanted to ask you whether religion was taught
1: oh yes, as I say, we had prayers every morning before, yes, uh, the um Whoever was the vicar at, um, actually, we used to go always to the little All Saints Church up near PLC it was then. Every Sunday, of course, oh. to church. Yes, and the whoever was vicar there, and I don't think there was a resident vicar at All Saints, so it probably came from St. Luke's. Uh, But he used to come in, there were Bible classes, yes, huge prizes for um, what's it called? Um, Religious doctrine or something. Uh,
0: You're mentioning, obviously, um, going to regular basis?
1: Always. <coughs> we had to walk up to All Saints Church from Miss Annie's.
0: How would you conduct yourselves going off in a group through the, the suburb, through the neighbourhood?
1: Well, How we just know? walked two and two along the pavement with the mistress behind. If there were five of us or seven of us, there were never more. Uh, She would walk with us. How would
0: you be dressed?
1: Oh, in school uniform.
0: Describe the uniform to us.
1: Long pleated serge dresses with three pleats like that. And uh, stockings and shoes. Shirt underneath the pleated... Well, like a pinafore, really, the pleated serge was with the pleats, and tie, and shirt and tie. So I, I can't remember our ever having a change into a summer dress like um, the schools do today. It I just seemed to me, in those days, we just wore a serge uniform. And when I took my swimming exam for the silver, that's what I had to wear to swim 300 yards in the whole get up.
0: As if you were, as if you'd fallen in the river.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Did you have special uh, school outings from Miss Annie's?
1: Not that I could remember. Sunday afternoon, we were allowed to walk to we were the only boarders who had relatives in the district. I had an Aunt Ivy, a Mrs. Templey, lived in Irvin Street, and my grandmother, Mrs. Samuel Moore, lived in Richardson Avenue. So usually we used to walk all of the boarders had the afternoon some sun- Sunday walk, and they were good enough to walk us up to my grandmother's. And we were allowed to shoot off there and have a huge meal, afternoon tea with granny there. And we used to snuggle, smuggle back scones and bits of cake and things for the other boarders, you know. <laughs> at Miss Annie's we were also badly fed i felt we had a, a suitcase under the tank stand which the day girls used to put what they didn't eat of their play lunch into the suitcase for the starving boarders we <laughs> spoken of uh
0: general area and and presumably people would know that you were a a young woman from Miss Annie's. How would they know people in the neighbourhood, people at the village?
1: Because everybody in the neighbourhood probably had children at Miss Annie's. I mean we all knew one another. My
0: impression is that you were taught to conduct yourself in a certain way civilized, educated way.
1: Yes, yes, yes we were. Uh, We did, um, when we were day girls, before we were put uh, to border, to board, I was only put to board when I was 14. I was a day girl from 12 till then. It was when my mother went with my father to Cochinchines, that my sister and I were put to boarding. And we were only there for a couple of terms before they sent for us. So uh, I was more of a day girl at Miss Annie's and boarders. And we did stop on street corners and chat, sitting on suitcases, before we dispensed to our own streets and homes. Mm. Uh, But As you were walking home from school, there were always at least five or six children going your way, or... So, um, and of course, uh, the people in the district could see you all, I mean they knew how we all behaved, because there were no big walls then. All gardens looked out upon one another, the streets were open, Nobody locked doors. And, of course, in those days, um, as far as our parents went, the shopping, you didn't have to deal with supermarkets. I mean, there was Loose the Grocer on the corner of, of uh, Stirling Highway, where the Grove is now, and you simply rang up every week and sent an order and he delivered at that on the kitchen table and everyone called the greengrocer called the butcher called so uh, there was not the shopping situation of staggering back from supermarkets with bags everywhere Mm. Uh, at no fridges we had an icebox ice chest on the back veranda, and the ice man came and brought the ice. And a, a canvas bag hanging on the veranda with a mug. We never knew anything about fizzy drinks as children. We never, we sometimes had lemonades at birthday parties and things. But otherwise, if you want a drink, you simply went to the water bag.
0: You were mentioning shops and looses. What of the village? What of Napoleon Street? Do you recall much of Napoleon Street? Yes, that
1: back? was the village, yes. Well, I think there were bank. There must have been a bank there, and, um, um, and I don't remember really much. Oh, and a haberdashery shop. There was a... where you bought... Um, needles and pins and all that sort of thing. Um, I don't remember, you know, much shopping. Up from uh, S.J. Luce, there was the hall where they had pictures. So I remember Saturday afternoon was all children there. They had these frightful films about the perils of Pauline and, you know, somebody always left hanging on over (laughs) an embankment to be continued next week. And then there was an outdoor picture theatre. But huge houses extended all the way down there. There were quite a lot of wealthy people. I mean, people like Vincent's, Winterbottom's, Meacham's, Folk's Tailor's and that was, of course, before Retail Alley, as we call it, started, you know. What was
0: Retail Alley?
1: That was all down the Esplanade, because the shopkeepers they were. There were ledges on the corner and then the Brearley's, then Folk's Tailor's. They had an antique shop somewhere and the Aherns, and then you got the Burns, the Bairds, the Batemans. So it went on. That was Retail Alley, when all those people moved in. How
0: were those people seen by the people that had been there?
1: Well, of course, a little bit, sort of looked down upon, you know. But of course they were very wealthy. They ran all the, the Burns and... Uh, not so much the Bairds, there was, theirs was a smaller shop, but the Aherns, of course, very strong with all the Catholic groups.
0: The Nouveau-Riche.
1: Right. I wasn't going to say it, but... <laughs> As against this ordinary middle-class sort of suburb that were there. Of course my mother all my mother's sisters married Englishmen. They didn't marry Australians. But of course they were amongst those who suffered from the First World War. Now my brother my mother's three brothers were in Gallipoli. One was killed, the eldest. One came back with a silver plate in his head and the other with a huge wound here. It ruined so many of the men that my mother's generation would have married, you know. Mm -hmm. So in Petment Grove, there were quite a lot of daughters of families who brought back Englishmen and New Zealand and different husbands in... in, uh, for instance, my uncle Norman Templey was Miller's trading company. He was English, too. Uh, yes. So it was quite a mixed sort of fraternity in Peppermint Grove. Uh, as I say, a preponderance of Bert's, because there was a huge double-storied house the corner of... Um, Boris Street and things, belonged to the Messer. Now, she was a Burt, and then double-storied house down in Irvine Street, Hilda Lestier, she was a Burt. The women, this is, and, of course, all up Irvine Street, the George Burt's and the Archie Burt's.
0: You had a boyfriend who was a Burt?
1: Yes, Dick Burt. Fred Burt.
0: How was he related to...
1: To who?
0: Francis
1: Cousin, first cousin. Their fathers were brothers. Only Dick's father, there was something dicey about him, and he had to leave WA. He was never here. Uh, his mother was a McMurtry. The McMurtrys were another big family along View Street with a big house there.
0: I wanted to discuss your grandmother. Your grandmother had a house somewhere in Peppler Grove. Whereabouts was your house?
1: Oh, in Richardson Avenue.
0: Describe the house to us. It was rather a big house. Like oh, that.
1: enormous. The front gate, you came up steps, a huge veranda all round the house, of course, front and back. You Went in and there was the library that side and then about 50 yards of sitting room, all overlooking the river. I remember at the end of the sitting room was this huge Venetian glass, covered at least 12 feet of wall, with mirrors and flowers and everything on it was grass, even the screws that screwed it in, and a grand piano, and then You went down the hall and there were bedrooms and bedrooms and then the hall turned there was a long hall down with bathrooms and more bedrooms and long, long walk down to the dining room at the other end of the thing with the kitchen and pantry and laundry. Enormous place. It's now cut in two. They cut it down the long passageway down and course an enormous franzer all around. So when we came back from Melbourne, I was six, and before my parents settled anywhere, we spent about six months with Granny at uh, Richardson Avenue, which was when I went to P- PLC.
0: Hmm. Um, what was life like at Richardson Avenue?
1: Well, we loved it. I mean, yes. Uh, a huge tennis court there, and uh, veggie gardens and stables and and uh, masses of room to roam and play and you could get down to the river if you we were not allowed it was just too dangerous the cliffs were too steep, but um, you c- could if you wanted to venture out you know uh, which we didn't really do and great uh, accent on music I mean my grandmother played beautifully always in the evening there were sing-songs round the piano and
0: obviously from what you've been saying about um, life in those days you made your own entertainment There wasn't the sort of television and the radio that people had.
1: No, no, no. (laughs) You made your own entertainment. I mean, when we lived in uh, Johnson Street, we uh, played hockey, but we had cut off branches of trees. I mean, nobody thought of giving us a hockey stick. We just, we made our own entertainment. Uh, we did, of course, play tennis with rackets and and balls and things, but all the games, and of course there was this red rover and drop the handkerchief, and uh, at children's birthday parties you played all these games.
0: Uh, You mentioned tennis earlier on, and my impression is that, there would be a sort of um you would go to individuals different tennis courts yes rotation
1: yes to play Uh, depending on how friendly you were with the owners or your parents were you know with the owners so um yes i can't remember any time i wasn't hitting a ball with a racket somewhere or other. I suppose that's having very sporting parents who um, included us with things they do. And when we went on picnics, we always... There was a ball involved and you were always throwing it through the air or chasing it on the ground or doing something like that. There were no televisions or... And as for pictures, we were allowed the Saturday afternoon matinee, and that was all the things. Well,
0: describe those to us, because that sounds to me as though it was a bit of of an event. I mean, it was the the entertainment... Oh,
1: yes. That was a great, great treat, Saturday afternoon, to be allowed to go to the pictures. What
0: would going to the pictures involve? Uh,
1: Well, getting there... um, if your parents were out playing somewhere, you had to walk yourself. So we walked from Johnson Street down to the vill- village. Uh, we always walked miles in those days. And, uh, and then uh, you had the money. You were given the money for the ticket. And perhaps a bit more to buy... An ice cream or something in the interval and uh, and then you just joined the mob, the crowd, you know was it
0: something you got dressed up for?
1: oh yes, 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 uh, not that we had much to dress up in, you know uh i i my first dance I went to in a dress my mother had made with a hem or.